What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files, although right now we're going to be talking some serious sports. So if that's not your bag, tune in and listen anyway. Joining me tonight is the one and only Jay King. What's up with you, man? What is good, Mr. Lyles? Welcome again, y'all. Um, we look forward, as always, to bring you the hot topics from everywhere. Um, thank y'all for joining us, man, as usual. Let's get into it. Jay, how are you, little brother? I'm good. I, I know we keep toying with the uh, adding a little bit of sports in here, cause, but now that all the major stuff is over, we can talk about off-season where we can, you know, since we probably need to catch up on stuff, we, we, we can get in this a little easier. So let's get it. I'm actually closing in to being caught up on both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm going to be busy patting myself on the back so I can stay behind, but I'm almost there. So I'm feeling pretty good. Jeff, you, you've been patting yourself on the back for like a week when you were just two shows behind. Like, I'm almost there. Uh-huh. This, is, this is true. Well, no, when I, when I did two reviews, I was happy. Well, now I'm like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Again, how about, would you, how about you just start watching Jessica Jones just to, you know, put yourself in a longer delay from watching those shows? Yeah, we're, we're talking sports here. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, I thought All right, so there was a lot of stuff that's happened since last we talked on the sports front. Probably the biggest news is after months and months of false starts and, well, maybe, maybe not, Anthony Davis is now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. And as a Lakers fan, I've been very interested in reading all the responses and the immediate hot takes, the ridiculous hot takes that now the Lakers are the favorites to win the championship because of one dude joining LeBron and Kyle. Um, it's very interesting. And I saw one one poster that was really funny. It had uh, George Meekin. It had Kareem. It had Shaq. It had Pau Gasol. And then Anthony Davis, the next great big man of the Lakers. I'm like, wow. This Don't dude may not wild. play a full season. Why don't we pump some brakes and see what happens before we start anointing him the next heir to the Lakers big time center dynasty. And I'm sorry, I forgot. They also had uh, Chamberlain on there too. So it was just like, come on, let's, let's, let's let the dude play. Let's let, why don't we see how far he goes? Because nobody put Dwight Howard on that poster and he was a Laker and he was a great player when he came to the Lakers and he was trash. So let, let's, let's hold off a little bit here. So fellas, what's your take on this? AD to the Lakers, and just on the just on the gut response, what's your take on AD to the Lakers? Um, I, I look at it this way, Jeff. When you mortgage a good, I don't know, let's say a quarter a quarter of the the, the real talent on your roster, three draft picks. <laughs> You're 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 doing yourself a great disservice. Now, Devine, I'm going yeah. to stop you right there. I was, okay. I was fully planning to let you go on for a minute, but I was talking to okay. Jace about this. As a basketball fan, unless you're you're the number one pick, maybe the number two pick, those lottery picks are trash. You have no idea what you're getting in basketball, and basically, it takes four years for most of those guys to become anything anyway because they're learning how to play the game as a professional 
their one year stopover in college didn't prepare them for anything. I mean, so I, I, Jeff, I think that, but tell that the teams like Boston, tell that the teams like Philly, tell that the teams like like like. Brooklyn, but that's not all. Like, like and Denver. where were they drafting? They weren't drafting in the top five. Yes, they, yes, they were. Boston. Yeah. All of their all of their guys were all of the guys in Philly were drafted. I didn't like, say Philly. I said Boston. And it, like, well, here's the thing. Tatum, These guys, Jason Tatum, you know, Terry Rozier wasn't drafted a top guy. Uh, Jalen Brown wasn't drafted a top guy. Marcus Smart wasn't a top guy. This is where having a general manager in foresight and actually doing your job comes ah, in come on, from building this a team. It's all about getting the superstars, when they're superstars, and going, ha-ha, we've got somebody else who is lured yeah. by the purple and gold. Well, we, we've seen that play out with the Dwight Howard and Steve Nash era Lakers. We, we saw that. Jeff, my thing is this. When you, when you try to build an instant dynasty, sometimes you fall flat on your face, man. The, this Lakers team, granted, you got LeBron. You haven't aged LeBron at this point. Let's not forget that. This is not LeBron at 28 years old when he was the undisputed most dominant force in sports. Forget the NBA in sports. This is a 35-year-old, soon-to-be LeBron James, coming off an injury that's coming into another coaching staff, another roster. And the coaching staffs really never matter with LeBron anyway because he's the coach. Right. It's just with LeBron, there's, there's always – he leaves scorched earth. When he does. He, he's and, you team, know, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, when I was, like, in January, pretty much mm-hmm. after football season, as I cared to know it ended, I was watching a lot more basketball. And watching these young Lakers play, I was like, you know, these guys are really going to be something two, three years from now. Right. I didn't feel like LeBron was the guy who was going to be the glue to get them over the hump he in terms wasn't. of learning how to become superstars. But it was, oh, you know, know, the games that I found the, more, the most entertaining were the ones where he was down. Well, he was before out. Lonzo got hurt. And it was yeah. just Ingram, Ball, Kuzma, Hart, like, hey, let's figure this thing out. And they were and, beating teams. And, and it was Jeff, like, man, they were right in the midst of things until Ball got hurt. And, and Jeff, I could say he was a difference maker. But, no, but no, when honestly, he got down, the defense was down with him. Well, here's the thing. LeVar, because, Le, Lamar, oh, Le, I'm sorry, Lonzo, because of his father, LeVar, gets looked at in a negative light because his father is such a jackass. Lonzo may not be the lights out score, but he is a staunch defender who sees the floor and his offense is, is, is developing, but these are the tools that you need your point guard to have. And he's six foot six size. I can't teach seeing the floor defense, those things he's got a natural instinct for. He was, he was really valuable to that team. The problem with this Lakers team is that they're mortgaging everything right now on LeBron being able to bring them a title right now in the next two to three seasons. And I hate to say it, it's not going to happen. This isn't the Eastern Conference where we can put three guys of superstar status together and they can, they can cruise control their way to the conference finals. I will and, say and right to, now, mm-hmm. if you're going to mortgage your future with Golden State being in a state of injured disarray, mm-hmm. now's the time to do it. If, you, if your approach the- is, I'm just, who cares about tomorrow? I'm in it right now. That's this true. is absolutely the time to do it. That's and true. With that mindset, is, it's like, eh. Because I feel like there was some future mortgage before LeBron. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with, uh, with Ingram or D'Angelo Russell and, gosh, man, went over. 
There's like three or four dudes. Randall. Yeah, Randall. When yeah. those two dudes went or were gone pre-LeBron, I was like, mm-hmm. man, those are two good building blocks. And Russell had to go because Magic wasn't feeling him, and there was some hype. Well, Russell had to off. go because of that dumb stuff he did with the whole Nick Young thing. Yeah, that yeah, was you know, it was that a lot was of out stuff. of control. Yeah. yeah, but what they did was now we're seeing these two guys coming into their own. Both of these guys, Julius Randle averaged twenty some points and like nine rebounds a game last season. That's invaluable. You know, that's what you want your front court power. That's what you want your power forward to bring you. Um, now he's on the open market because of everything that's going on. I think honestly, that's his, him opting out of his current deal to go free agent is just because they they added Lavar. He doesn't want to be involved with the circus that's getting ready to come, and I understand that. Plus, his touches are going to be limited because he's gonna, they, of course Zion's going there. Um, but that goes back to my point. The Lakers um, with the LeBron era, LeBron is going to leave this team in much worse shape than when he got there. Y'all thought the future was bright when you signed. The future was brighter before he got there. Because, oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It was like, yo, these guys, they're going to come together and learn how to win together. Mm-hmm. In five years, they're going to, maybe they'll be what Golden State is. No, they, 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 they were the list. If, if they weren't going to be Golden State, they would look a lot like Philadelphia. Oh, and remember, there was like talk of, like, Philadelphia was like, oh, they're going to get LeBron. It's like, if you guys get LeBron, that's going to take out Ben Simmons and and uh, Joel Embiid is basically going to be a, a, a stretch center. That's all he's going to be. He's never going to work in a box, just like every big man who works with LeBron. It's like, oh, uh, Anthony Davis is going to help these guys. It's like every big man, Chris Paul, I mean, not Chris, uh, what's my man, uh, Chris Bosh, that dude wasn't a three-point shooting guy all his career until he played with LeBron. It's like, get out of my way so I can – so I can get into the cup. And so Jake, like, not to cut you off, but remember he alluded to that. He said that about uh, Kevin Love in, in Cleveland. Playing with LeBron in that in that position is going to change the way you play basketball because yeah. you're not going to be able to operate on the side of the floor you're familiar with. Yep, and it's like, and especially it's like, as they were saying, like, oh, you get rid of uh, Lonzo Ball because uh, LeBron is a ball handling player, and that's that's a problem. It's like you got, it's like if you want. Like they were talking about Kemba Walker, like they're trying to get Kemba Walker. It's like you, it's not a, it, Kemba's not a Dwayne Wade, um, gosh, what's my man, uh, Kyrie Irving kind of guy. It's like the ball's in his hands. Like you can't keep doing, not understanding what kind of player LeBron is and what kind of player you need around him. And he's he's the kind of guy you put like you build around. Then when he leaves, you're in, like you said back in rebuilding mode, which. He's 35 now, missed half the season. That's going to get – I mean, that's just going to get worse from here on. It really is. And, and Jace, you know, what you just alluded to with Kimball Walker possibly, Kimball Walker or Kyrie, I think the biggest problem is what we see in the NBA right now is no one's willing to wait and build it organically because everybody feels like they can put a collection of names on the floor and it's going to translate to instant championship. It doesn't always work out like that. We saw it. Boston did it because you had three, and it was a different scenario. Yeah, it was veteran. It was these were three guys who were hungry to win a title, and they were all complementary to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And their hierarchy was established simply based on the fact that look, we're all in it together, and we know this is Paul Pierce's team. We're joining Paul, 
Yeah. And also, we have a young Ron, a young point guard named Rondo who will yeah. have the ball. We don't. None of those guys needs the ball exactly. except at the end of the game on on their spot. They don't exactly. need to come walking and run the plays. You so got a ball dominant guy in LeBron who, at this stage in his career, should be LeBron shouldn't have to do what he does to get victories. He shouldn't have to do everything that he's doing right now. When I, when I say that, I mean his impact on the court. He shouldn't have to be a triple-double machine in order for them to win 55 games or more. LeBron at this stage should be doing something called scoring without the basketball. And that seems to be a lost art in today's NBA. But no. players of his age, it, it really is, Jason. No, what I'm, 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 I'm saying is like the best example of scoring without the basketball is Golden State. Yeah, Clay Thompson. I mean, it's just like I'm, Clay Thompson Clay, scored 50 points this season. Taking four dribbles. Yeah. Four. I mean, it's like, okay, if it's like Draymond gives it up. Steph runs around a kick or two. He gets some ridiculous shot off that everybody's mm-hmm. like, how the heck did you make that shot? And it's all motion that. offense. It's motion offense. I mean, that's what you see Brad, uh, Brad Stevens doing up in Boston. This is what, Le- But that's the thing. This is what LeBron should be doing. But because LeBron can't be coached, I'm not knocking. Who's, gosh, Voigt, Vogel, uh, Vogel, Frank Vogel. Yeah, from Indiana, Orlando. Yeah. Isn't he In Orlando. like more of a defensive kind of, like, well, you know. Yeah, so when's, dope. So when is LeBron going to get, when's LeBron going to get him kicked out of there? I'm going to well, say by January. Okay. Who, who knows? Right. You know, they, they pissed off Ty Lue. Um, they insulted him. They, they insulted really him. did. And, and Vogel was like, I'll take that, I'll take that deal. Right. So it's like, whatever. I think for me it's more. I would really see that Golden State Tim thing go. You know what? That takes more work, and it's not going to be the quick fix. But yeah, I think what happened was Magic got in his head. Got to get LeBron, and without LeBron, I won't have this big cap as my GM. I won't have this huge, big feather in my GM hat. And without it, I don't care who else we have on the squad. Without LeBron, it doesn't matter. And then Palinka did nothing with the roster in terms of getting complimentary players, shooters who don't need the ball, and could work in that space with LeBron because he is just this dominant, I'll take over everything, force every time and everywhere he's been. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, Palinka's like, not a general manager. That, let's start in there. Magic isn't a general manager. I mean, he was not. drafting Lonzo awesome. Ball, number one, that was just. Well, okay. Let's look look at Lonzo Ball's actual basketball ability. Don't look at his shooting. Just look at what he the other stuff he does. Like Jeff was like he he was the one who told me like he's like yeah we were good until Lonzo went down. Like it, but then you put LeBron is LeBron is basically like Hakeem Olajuwon who can dribble the ball. It's like everybody get off on get on the corners and let me do my thing. And then when you I miss feel a like shot, for it's for a center in the nineties, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, back when you could, I mean, there was no zone defense, and yeah, that was good. But LeBron is a, I mean, he's he's just like, hey, I need the ball in my hands, uh, and then when I want to take a break, if you don't score your twenty, that's that's your family as a teammate of mine. It's like if you're not Kyrie, if you don't, I mean, the two seconds when I'm not on the court, you don't score twenty five. That, that's that's your fault. Or if you're not bailing me out in those times where I'm passing up shots. Or instead of going on and playing on the low block in the low post and scoring with my back to the basket, which is something he still can't do, he starts to scapegoat other guys. 
And that's something, and, and look, this isn't the bash LeBron hour. I'm calling it as it is, folks. As much as I like LeBron James, he's got a lot of faults. He's like all of us. He has his faults. And at 35 years old, going with, not 35 yet, but he'll be 35 this year, December, going into another season with the Lakers, who knows who they're going to sign over the next few weeks, um, or July 1st when free agency starts. Who knows who's going to end up in, 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 in L.A. as a free agent or through the draft? But what we do know is this. You're in the Western Conference where, as of right now, even with, with um, <clears throat> the injuries Golden State has right now with all those three guys, and let's be honest, DeMarcus Cousins is still not healthy because he's been all arms since he came back. And when I say that, those of you who don't know, realize what I'm saying when I say he's all arms, he can't move his feet because he's still hurting. His legs are still hurting. His feet are still hurting. He can't move his arm. He can't move his feet. There's like no his, movement. His vertical is like two inches. Exactly. Exactly. That hurts your game, folks. That's going to hurt the game. KD and, and, and Clay are going to be out until maybe January, if not February. This is a team that can very well limp to 500 by Valentine's Day, by All-Star Weekend, right? But when they get all their guys and they get their rhythm back together, hopefully they're healthy. They could be the most dangerous team coming into the playoffs in 2020. Well, With that said, you still have the Portland Trailblazers who exactly. got over the hump <laughs> of, of the second round. They'll be better because Nurek will be back, and they'll be better. They'll have free agents. They'll sign guys because people will want to play in Portland. You'll have Utah, which will be a year better, I think. They had a down year, but they'll be better. You've got Dallas who will have Porzingis on the floor, hopefully, by then. They'll be better. You've got at least three other teams – that could be a real problem in the Western Conference. Remember, the Clippers are actually like eight to one favorites to win it, win it all. They, right they were eight to one favorite right now, and yeah. they could still end up with um, Kawhi Leonard. We don't know what's going to happen then. It's, okay. it's still a wild card. Let's, let's talk about that real fast here. Now, the finals reiterated that Kawhi is a big time money player. Um, Definitely the one of the biggest of his generation. He's done. He's been Finals MVP with two teams, and he's the third guy to do that, joining Kareem and LeBron. So that says a lot. And personally, I do not want to see him go to the Clippers. I should want to see him stay in Toronto because I think that team setup is perfect for him. And the East, the East is just tailor made for somebody like him and the Raptors to just play good basketball, and show everybody, oh, this is how it's done, and consistently win. While the Bucks kind of figure it out, while the 76ers figure things out, I just like the way that the Raptors played during, the, during their championship run. I just like watching them and their style of basketball. How about you guys? Um, I agree wholeheartedly, Jeff. I just Three things uh, real quick. One, I called it Raptors in six, did I not? When I called it, that was before both, uh, well, um, Clay went down and before KD came back for 11 minutes and went down again. Um, I just felt like that that team had the goods, and without KD, Golden State was figuring it out because I felt like Golden State with Kevin Durant is like, pardon, pardon this analogy, folks, but it's like having sex with Viagra when you don't need it. <laughs> you can still do the dog. You can still do the deed, yes, but you get reliant on the Viagra because it's your super, it's your super strength, your super stamina, whatever. 
And that's what Golden State fell into. They won a title and made it to another championship without <laughs> KD. But you do, what happened was they altered everything to fit that offense, his offensive prowess into how they play. And they really did get reliant on him, his offense, rather. They got reliant on his offense. Hey, John, um, I, that yeah. is an awesome point. But I have to say this, man. Yeah. I watched plenty of teams go in the finals or go in a big championship game and just lay over and cuddle up with all their excuses. Well, so-and-so was hurt. The weather was bad. Blah, 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 blah. These guys, man, they had cats who I've never heard of balling out and keeping the game close. Oh, yeah. When they Qu- have Quentin played. Cook was like, hey, y'all need me in for these minutes? I- I'm yeah. good. I'm but see, guys, guys illustrates with that. That illustrates another point that we talked about. You and I privately, Jeff, we talked about this. Eight-man rotations are stupid. We're not NBA head coaches, and we know that. Eight-man rotations are stupid. You have 12 players at your disposal. At least play 10 of them so that when you face situations like this, you don't have guys coming into the game ice cold and not knowing how to get their offense or fit in. Well, I mean, no. The problem is, A-man, A-mans are stupid, but it's like every team shrinks to them in the playoffs. They're like, they'll use 12, 12 players during the regular season right. to keep their stars fresh, but then it's like, oh, when it's crunch time, we're going to shrink it down to eight. It's like, you needed, like, there was, there was, it's like, there was always times when uh, Golden State was on the floor in the finals, they were like, I don't know where the offense is going to come from if it's not. It was like, but Steph Curry's on, on, the, on, on the court. <laughs> but Clay, Tom, Clay Thompson's on the court. There should be one other dude be like, hey, I mean, like, I mean, yes, I'm going to date myself, but like, there should be a guy of Benny Microwave Johnson who you trust as your sixth man to score. Like, well, that was Iguodala, but Iggy was out there passing up wide open jump shots. He and, was, and, he was, and, and cuts to the basket. The thing is, Iggy don't got it no more. You got three young guys on that Golden State bench that were basically collecting cogwebs over there. The thing about it, Jace, you know, you guys don't know like I know. When guys don't play, they got rust. When guys don't play, they don't know how to find their offense when you call on them. And when Steve Kerr had to call on some guys that didn't come off the bench, they, they were rusty. You, you don't, this is what you don't want to get into, in, in my opinion. Yes, your superstars are going to carry the load, but too much of the load. The playoffs are a second season, dude. This is 30 more games if you have a long playoff run. You, since they extended the first round of seven games, it's very possible that a team could play 14 games before they reach the conference finals. Right. That's grueling. State has been yeah. we blame the Lakers for that rule. Just want to remind you. Yes. That, yes, that was the do. Laker rule. Uh, what is this now? Uh, when they decided the Lakers needed to get their uh, playoff legs in shape, so they decided to expand the league, the playoff first listen, round. Listen. My Lakers are not the New England Patriots. There are no rules that need to be invented for them. <laughs> I will. I will reiterate. You got with Shaq and Kobe. It needed a little extra season. Oh, you know what? We should. We should. Uh, uh, Kobe's not going to play till uh, mid-season. So yeah, let's let's extend that playoff just in case they need. Hey, you know what? That's because they played in an era of real basketball, so their bodies were hurt. Oh my god! Oh, okay. oh gosh. Okay. But no, um, honestly, um, that I think Kawhi, back to the original point, Jeff, I'm sorry. Kawhi should stay where he is because he's the tempo setter in the East. He's an East Coast player, in my opinion. And that may not make sense to 
you know, anybody who who's who's too young to remember what East Coast basketball really looks like. It's defense. It's it's rebounding. It, it's hard nosed grinding offense in, in in the middle of the floor, which is where the game is won and lost, just like in football. Everything happens in the middle of the field. Everything happens in the middle of the court, the shaded area. You need people that can play down there. And, and Toronto has a good mix of guys who can play down there. And they're only going to get better. And you have a possibility of them walking away with, I don't think they should go out and pursue the biggest free agent names, but I'll give you three players that if I'm the Raptors, I would sign not named Kawhi Leonard um, to keep Kawhi Leonard there. One is Tobias Harris because he just fits in perfect with, with what they have there. Even though they may not be missing um, Siakam, I know Mark Gasol is going to be a free agent. Um, but if smart, if they can't sign Marcus Saul, between Tobias Harris and Nikola Vucevic, these guys fit in perfectly with what they do. They 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 big men that have mid range capability. They rebound the ball and they take up space around the shape. You know, Gasol really showed his worth when he, he was did. just grabbing those rebounds and giving them extra shot opportunities. Oh man, when, Jeff! And it was demoralizing. It was like they played great defense. Slowly. Yeah, and it was just, oh, Jeff, like, I'm gonna tell you this all over again. Jeff, Jason, I'm going to tell you all this. Skilled big men in this NBA, in this NBA, can play until they're in their early 40s. You know why? Because they have a skill set that a lot of young bigs just do not have because nobody's playing in the shaded area. They know how to box out. They know how to protect the rim, and they can pass. They can pass out of the double team. They can pass on the low block. They can pass the ball, and they can shoot. All, all these bigs can shoot, and they have those added skill sets that big men of a different era had that you had to have. You know, um, I, I, when, it, when it comes to Gasol, you just look at his brother. Power is still in the NBA, and he's going to have a job next year. You know why? He's a skilled big. These guys have second and third careers now. It's, like, it's, it, it's the reason why somebody like Tyson Chandler still has a job in the NBA. I've got a skill set. I've got a skill set. Just like a guy who can actually get rebounds and shoot threes and Mm -hmm. make those free throws in the game. Weak side blocks. Weak side blocks. That's why JaVale McGee will play till he's 41. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like Kawhi Leonard, if he shoots 70% from the free throw line, that might be a Golden State championship. But No kidding. No kidding. Like, but I, I was trying to come up with some reason where I was going to be argumentative that Kawhi should totally leave and go to L.A. Because as a young basketball player, you really don't need to live anywhere. You can just – I mean, because you're never really home. I mean, you're going to be flying out everywhere, so why not just go someplace you kind of like staying during the offseason? <clears throat> but I couldn't come up with – I couldn't come up with a, a – a rationale that would have been able to be poked in in like five seconds. Uh, Toronto, I mean, maybe beside the fact there's some high taxes in Toronto, I, I mean, it's like Kawhi doesn't seem like he's the, he's not the vocal dude that he needs to be making movies or something like that, where he needs that bigger platform to make some extra movies. Huh? He didn't seem like the building his brand type. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not. So, he, he's not an RG, I mean, like uh, the RG3, Le, early LeBron, like he needs to do all that. It's like, I'm, I, I don't, I, I, I play where I like playing. It's like, I like playing San Antonio until I didn't like playing in San Antonio. He obviously liked playing in Toronto. I just, 
if, if you go in there to go against the Lakers with a new super team, it's, it's it almost doesn't make sense. It's like, yes, the 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 Clippers might have some pieces, but yeah. you're still you're once again playing JV to the Lakers because LeBron's there and Anthony Davis there and whoever else might come there. As I was saying, uh, like even when the Clippers were good with uh, what's my man from who's playing in Detroit now? Uh, Blake. Yeah, like even when even when they had Blake, they were still you're still second fiddle to the Lakers. So oh, yeah. why would you drop yourself to do that? It's not like you're going to I mean you're not going to make any more money going to the Clippers. You're. And you know what's going- sad about that, Jays? They played second fiddle to a Lakers team that wasn't even close to smelling a title. Right. <laughs> you're just you were just like you were in the Lakers house. Yeah. It the Clips no are sense. never gonna have LA's heart. I don't it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh-huh. never have LA's heart. Right. Anytime it's when it's no matter how good you are, until you win three championships in a row, you're still your tickets are always gonna be cheaper than the Lakers. Right. It's just how it is. I mean, that's just how it goes. And they're I'm also not getting the championships. Okay. No, right. I'm eager. We're all eager to see how it goes, man. July first is this going to be one hell of a? Uh, it'll be a fun off season. That's what's the really greatest is. thing about the NBA. You can always count on some major moves, major shakeups happening. And man, if you didn't take advantage of uh, PlayStation Network giving away NBA 2K19 for two ninety nine, which one? Wait, what, what was it? It was two ninety nine. What's two ninety nine? NBA 2K19. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but right. here's the here's the other thing about the, the reason why NBA NBA free agency is actually just way more entertaining because basketball really is one of those sports. It's one of the few sports that one player really can change a franchise. It's like it really can. I mean, like because you think about like guys like Chris Middleton. Right, one Chris person. Middleton literally is opting out of a, his contract so he can sign a max deal. But somebody else is like, if I can get me Chris Middleton, I can change my whole franchise. I mean, it's just like all it takes is that one piece. I hope nobody's piece. thinking that. Uh, he's, hey, he's about hey. to get a max deal from Milwaukee. He can shoot threes. He's perfect playing with old boy. But, he's perfect playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. The thing is, a Chris Middleton in another se- – he's the definition of a system guy. You're not oh, going to yeah. carry anybody's team. Yeah, he's but not going to carry anyone's some team. Some of those other guys, it's like, hey, if I, I mean, if you're like the Pelicans – they're like, hey, first off, this week we're getting Zion. We got the number four, so we're gonna get somebody else good. If we all, I mean, which means we probably and now that we gotten rid of Anthony Davis, we got a, a ginormous amount of cap room to mess with. We really could I mean our rebuilding could be like three years, or it might not even be a rebuild. We might actually be better served this year by getting rid of those. By getting rid of Anthony Davis. Well, Jace, that's what I'm thinking for New Orleans. I think with what they have now, and if I'm Julius Randle, even with Zion being there, I'm I would be willing to stay because the future looks real bright. They could even trade that Laker pick for something else. Mm-hmm. They could trade that Laker pick for a guy like, for example, <clears throat> Phoenix has a guy. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Devin Booker, who I would – Phoenix is looking for trade. They're just looking to do something. And Haven't they, I, they saved him to a max deal for like three years ago. 
they got they gave him a mid range max deal. He's not making like crazy oh. Chris Paul or John Wall money where he's unmovable. Um, but for a team like New Orleans, a guy like that with what they have right now and what they're gonna gain uh, via the draft and the Lakers couple of picks, few mm-hmm. picks, if they do this right, they could be a contender in three years. They they would I don't think I don't think I don't see them doing some uh St. Louis Rams wasting the picks they they hit from the Lakers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean because basketball the draft's only two rounds. It's like no, you should know how to you should know how to evaluate a a lottery pick talent. Like, but you yeah, know, Jake, Jake, like like Jeff, like Jeff said a few ago about the NBA draft. We know you don't got six rounds, seven rounds to get it right, or the, in Major League Baseball, which you got like thirteen hundred rounds or something like that. The, the, <laughs> the, the NBA, draft might still be going on. Okay. It might be still going on. In the NBA, you got two rounds to get it right, but that shows you the mark of your general managers, your scouts, your your front office. And as I always say in in, in basketball, it takes more than putting a bunch of big names on the floor. You got to build a team, dude, and you got to build a team that's built for success with or without these guys that you're putting together on that floor. The, the, first, all the, the thing is, like the first round of the NBA draft is your one and done, maybe mm-hmm. two years. Your yeah. second round pick should be a guy like. Uh, Van, Fred Van Fleet, who played Van four Fleet. years. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't need to wait. I don't need to get you on summer league. I can literally just like, all right, here's a guy who does this skill set. He played four years. Mm-hmm. The worst for our system. Good. Yeah. Like, oh, Draymond Green. Yeah. He's an undersized, but handles the ball. Yeah. Uh, we need him. Yeah. We're good. This is, where, this is where talent evaluation comes in. This is where being a general manager comes in. And it's unfortunate that a lot, a lot of teams in the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball, whatever, have real general managers and real front offices. You got a bunch of doofuses with their thumbs up their butts looking around on on draft day like, uh, who do we get? Because <laughs> they didn't do their homework. Hey, I, I I will speak to somebody who's done draft uh analysis for uh my my franchise and and Madden. I can draft I can look at everybody else and then it's like round four I'm like, I have no idea who's around who's left. I mean you could you could I'm I'm sure and I know like guys I mean like Audra so I know guys who are agents and scouts, it's like, it's like you can't look, you cannot evaluate everybody, especially in bat. I mean, think of how much basketball we watch mm-hmm. during the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. These guys had to watch all of their games, and then it's like they, and that, that 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 the thing is tournament could have been the best crown. So the thing is, Jace, this is what you do. This is your career. This is what you do, and also that's where getting your coaching staff. Everybody has to be on board. This is why New England always draft players that you're like, whoa, where did they get this guy? Because everybody's on board. We know what kind of system we run. System we run. In the NBA, you got to know what kind of system your coach is running, what fits best into the mix that we are running right now. We're not just hiring some coach because he won some games here as an assistant or he had a name 10 years ago when he won here. We're hiring a coach that we believe in and we believe in his system and what we're trying to build and establish here, an identity. And I don't think there's a lot of teams that have that or even figured that part of it out. I'm not an expert or a mastermind. I just, I've watched basketball since I was five years old and then nuances and intricacies that we've all seen that really don't translate into the, 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 what we're seeing on, they, they translate to what we see on the floor, but that's the non-visual component. That's the component that we say, okay, this is why uh, uh, Detroit traded for Rasheed Wallace. Or this is why Jerry West said, I'm going to go get Kobe Bryant and, 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 and Shaquille O'Neal in this season. Or this is why I'm going to trade Nick Van Exel and, and Eddie Jones Lonnie away. No. Right. right. 
Right. You know, these are the, those are the moves, or this is why I'm going to trade Chris Webber for Penny Hardaway on draft day. You know, the, those are the moves that, you know, look like, oh, well, what are they doing with that? Or, or that, you know, folks just watching the game may not understand, but this is why it pays off. This is the payoff. Well, this well, this is what the finished product is the payoff for that move. And I think that's something that goes missing on a lot of folks. You have to have everybody in concert. That's what it takes to build a champion, not just putting a bunch of names on a roster on the floor. Mm-hmm. All right. So to wrap up here, let's talk about some ridiculousness. Normally, I don't shout out stupidity, but I had to on this one. So Ryan Hollins was on first take, and he was saying some foolishness. So Shaq was on there, and he was breaking down and explaining to Shaq why LeBron should be on the Lakers' Mount Rushmore. And Shaq, Shaq is the most humble dude because he barely refers to himself. as like, oh, yeah, I'm one of the greatest all-time players, right? So he he went, yeah, they should have Magic, of course, uh, Wilt, and Kareem. And then he was like, he was like, man, it's kind of tough. Do I go with Kobe? Do I go with Wes? And Ryan Hollis was like, well, how do you not put LeBron on there? And then he proceeded to try to explain why LeBron was better than Kobe. And he was like, been there one year? Maybe I would consider him. And then he went, I think I'd still put him over MJ. And then they were like, what? And he was like, yeah, well, you know, I think the, you know, LeBron had to go against the Warriors. So he's still one of the all-time greatest players because he fought those cats. And then Hollis proceeded to go, well, shoot, the Warriors would beat MJ's Bulls. And then Max and Shaq put their hands, their head in their hands like, this dude is crazy. So, once and for all, would the Warriors beat MJ's Bulls? You can pick whichever repeat version. I, I, I would, of I would Bulls love to, like go to go first, y'all. Please let me go. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you go first. I'm, I, I, thank you, thank you. Um, Ryan Hollis is smoking that good, and I'm a, look. The Lakers, and and, and 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 before we even get to that, dude. How are you going to admit Big Game James, Big Game James, or Kareem? Come on, stop. I Shut mean, up. You really Shut your stupid like, mouth. You need two versions of Rushmore for, for the Lakers. Yeah. Shut your stupid mouth. LeBron has played all of 15 minutes with LA and won as many cha- championships in Los Angeles as I have. Okay. Shut your stupid or mouth. Or the fact that I don't think the Lakers team that LeBron just played on won as many games as the Lakers with magic one and a half a season. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's stop. Look, dude, I know you got to, somebody's got to be that guy, but fall on your sword, man. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy in this situation because historically you're going to get kicked in your butt. Don't, don't talk or, or present this false argument. LeBron's not close to being there yet in the NBA Rushmore. Yes. In the NBA Rushmore. Yes. LeBron has quite a resume and no one can deny that now. No one. If you try to, you you just don't like him. And I'd rather you say I don't like LeBron James. We can deal with that. But don't try to take the credit or the food off his, the credit away from him or the food off his plate. But as far as him being on that Mount Rushmore for the Los Angeles Lakers, no, you got to win some jewelry. 
you got some guys holding some titles on that Mount Rushmore, and LeBron simply ain't there yet. I don't yeah. care how many years they Paul take. Paul Gasol has done more. To Andrew the Bynum has done more in the Lakers. Had a world peace. So, so, so let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. All right, so, so the real let's question. Let's put that one to bed. The Warriors versus Bulls. Not close. And I'm going to tell you, look, I will say this. If I always have these arguments based on where we playing, are we playing in 2017? Because, yeah, those Warriors will beat those Bulls because the rules are different. The rules are different. Again, the rules are different. If I take this Warriors, if we got a, a, a flying DeLorean with a flux capacitor and we take this Warriors team back to 1996, the 95-96, to beat the unstoppable, to, to play against the unstoppables in seven games, they would finish them off in three because they would forfeit the fourth game. Because they would get mollywopped. If you put them back in 92-93 against that Bulls team or the 91-92 Bulls teams, come on, man, they would get finished. It's not close. Because we're talking about a physical NBA, again, a physical NBA, where I can hand check you, where there's no blood, no foul, where, okay, you, you can go ahead and shoot. There's no zone defense, by the way. You can shoot 33s tonight. And I'm not going to just put this three mark on and sound like the bitter old man, but it's because I tell young, I tell the young guys this who don't remember that era is that I have a point of reference. I have a point of reference. So I'm speaking from that point of reference. I've watched these teams and I've watched the NBA in different eras from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s to now the 2000, whatever we're the 2000 teens or what have you. I've seen just about 40 years of basketball in my lifetime. 35 years. I will say this. Yes, the game was more physical. And when a game is more physical, there tends to be a more physical player that can that that play. There is a fit more physical player that plays in that game where contact is not just uh, it's it's not just going to happen. It's a part of the game. And these players today would not know how to deal with that contact. It was a man's game. And you had to play another element of the game that's gone. You had to play with your back to the basket. You had to play with your back to the basket. And the mid-range game is another thing that has gone from this league. In a different era, the 12th, I'm not going to go that far, but the eighth man down the rotation had a legitimate 15-foot jump shot. You name me five players in the league that had a fifteen foot that got a fifteen foot jumper right now off the backboard. That's Possibly. another element. I mean, think about the fact that like if you if you're going from that team of Bulls, uh Scott Williams, the center, was good for the mid range jumper. Very good. Bill Winnington. Bill Winnington and, and, and you know, this is what pisses me off about people. We 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 got so punch drunk off of MJ and his brilliance, that we forgot just how good those Bulls teams were, especially that second three-peat Bulls team. Hey, man, Dennis Rodman. You you got the first one. You got the Mm -hmm. first Bulls team. I'll take the second one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the second Bulls team with Pippen, Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. No. Don't you forget Ron Harper. Don't you forget yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Ron Harper would be Harper, shut down, yeah. locked down defense. Yeah, Ron Harper would – hey, Clay Thompson could try and run. Ron Harper be there right there. Play. And Draymond Green would not make it through the third game. He would get technical 
five. He, he, he would have like five technicals in those three games playing against Dennis Rod. So he'd be ejected. He, he wouldn't even play the fourth. Hey, 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 Jace, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. They might not have even wasted Dennis on Draymond. You know who they would put him on? KD. And he'd have, he'd have been in his jersey. Dennis oh. would have been wearing KD's jersey. No, 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 I'm saying, no, Pippen takes, Pippen like, nah, I'll do that. I have no fear of KD. It's like, yes, and you that, have a bigger That's why, Javon, I don't know about that era thing, man, because I feel like those Bulls teams, I mean, you, you think about all those petty little fouls they call them. Mm-hmm. How often Jordan, Paxson, mm-hmm. Armstrong would be on the line playing with these rules. Yeah. And they Jordan would be play like, their defense. Well, Jordan would get thing. to the ball. Jordan would the get re- to the line too much. I mean, Jordan would get to the cup too much. He well, would, the the just, reason I say that is because it works both ways. Because these guys have to now play according to these rules. Not only are they going to be affected by the rules, they have to play within these rules. You know what I mean? So the defense that you're playing in 1992 versus 2019, you'll be you'll have six fouls before the end of the first half. Ah, but and Jordan wouldn't get fouled out though. No, the thing well, based Jordan, on their status, no. But based oh, in, okay. Yeah. But now well, we got referees is, that call the game like somebody paid ten thousand dollars to sit on the floor to watch them blow a damn whistle. Okay, now okay. That second Bulls team would not. I mean, like they would. I mean, like especially teams that like to throw long outlet passes. Pippen stops that. Like Pippen, Pippen and Robin would stop that. And, like and, it's it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, like you go off screens. Yeah, those dudes will switch on you too much. It's it would not happen. And then you get to the basket. Dude, it's, you have four like guys. They can, they can on that. the problem. That team can play. That Bulls team would dominate this era. Yeah, like they don't Dude, even though they don't have the three point shooters. Like they they would literally say, like, coach and Jordan and uh, Armstrong wasn't on that team. Like, but they had they uh, yeah, because that that team wasn't like as deep with the three point shooters. It but it matter. was like. They would just annoy the hell out of them. I mean, it was just like they would just do, especially playing in this era. It's like Jordan would just be like, are y'all serious? I'm literally just going to keep driving to the cup. Well, first things first, you you, you had to stop Michael Jordan from driving to the cup. And then, well, this league now, you can just put bodies in front of a guy and stop him from driving to the cup. But at that point, it didn't matter because MJ could kill you with whatever poison you wanted. Both him and right. Pippen could kill you with whatever like, they wanted. Jordan, well, he would the, put the thing I look at the most, oh yeah, anything. The thing I look at the most with that Bulls team that would translate so well to this league, this era, is the fact that you got guys from the one to the four that you can you can run your double screens and triple screens. Any one of these guys can switch off and defend your best ball handler on the perimeter. Does not matter. Whether we're talking about Hart, Jordan, Pip, or Rodman, they can all defend your best perimeter guy. Kukos would have been the weekly, but you have to get him in the pick and roll. Every, you, you have to get him. If you miss one time, it's over. Well, that was the thing. You know, that's the thing about it. As much as I like to watch Durant play, People forget Durant. Yeah, it's it's a six foot eleven guy with that kind of offensive skill set. But we've had we've had guys, tall guys like that, who could score the basketball. And Tony Kukoc was definitely one of them. Oh, Kukoc! Tony Kukoc would score with the best of them. People forget that. Let's let's be honest. This league, this current league, was made for Kukoc. Like his he if he had played in this league, I mean, the reason why he was drafted so high by the Bulls was literally because they were like, we see the future of basketball. And right Tony Kukoc is it? He's going to be right that on. ball handling, powerful forward. Right He's on. He's got capacity. 
They wouldn't have a twenty-three foot range with mid-range. Could score with his back, facing off to the basket, long and rangy. He may not be the best defensively, but he's an offensive star. That's what they saw, and that's what this league is right now. I just say, yeah, I'm just want that last point, Jeff. I just say that because it goes both ways when it comes to playing in this era. But if you were to take this Warriors team back to that era, they would have they would have got whipped. It's not even close. All right. Well, so that's going to do it right now for this one. And during this off season of our shows, we're going to have a lot more sports talk as we start getting into football. And there's still so much more stuff on basketball, which I imagine we can get into next week. So for this one, we're going to call it a show. And uh, thanks for joining me, fellas. We'll do this next week. This episode allows movie files, has been filed.